The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investment goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We are in the money, the skies are sunny, an old man pandemic, you are, I think, through and you definitely have done us wrong. Well, hello, hello, hello everybody and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe and of course I am your host, Ken Morafe. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We talk about Social Security. We talk about estate planning. We talk about inflation. And we're going to talk about that quite a bit today. And uh, all of it around the goals that we have for you. Two of them. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And uh, we wrap that all up in uh, we want your retirement to be your second childhood without parental supervision. We want you to go play, have fun, enjoy. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morave, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morave. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. And I am senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. Ah, I feel good. <laughs> and I do. And all of the, and, and uh, as the name implies, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the most wonderful, exciting people in the entire universe. And that's those those of you who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. We are here to help you. And our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, uh, you will find uh, we podcast a show. We have videos for you. We have seminars. We have the ability to read stuff. Go binge it. You'll enjoy it to the fullest extent, I am sure. So let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, as you may have noticed, we have the highest inflation now since 1982. And 1982 was considered to be the worst inflation in the in the modern era for the United States. So we're right up there on historical uh, uh, numbers when it comes to inflation. And, you know, one of the things that you know if you've listened to this show is that our fearless forecast for this year is 40,000 on the Dow. Now, we still think we're going to get there, but of course, all forecasts, you have to think about what could cause you not to get there. And uh, this week, I want to talk about something with you that I mentioned that we've talked about uh, several times over the last few months, and that is will the Fed make a policy mistake? 
And if they do, will they break something? And that something, of course, is the economy. So we're going to talk today about will the Fed break the economy in their zeal to contain the inflation monster? So we'll talk about that uh, here just in, in just a moment. Also this week, I want to talk with you about uh, mistakes with your IRAs that you want to avoid. And this week, we're going to talk about seven of them. And you know, Jack, the other shows, those other financial shows, they'll give you like three, maybe four. No, we don't. We, we give you seven. Seven, I tell you. And so we give you the full Monty. So we're going to talk about seven mistakes to avoid. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about Social Security, and we'll have strategies for you uh, later on in the show on maximizing your Social Security benefits. And you guys can help me out with this. Just send me your questions. Uh, my email address is ken at rpoa.com. And if you send me your questions, I will endeavor to answer them. And as always, don't make them difficult, because if you do, I won't answer them, because I got to look smart on the air. So don't send me difficult ones. No, I'm just kidding. Send me whatever you want, and I'll just uh, answer them if I can. Also this week, I want to talk with you about our foundational philosophy, uh, which is that growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important, especially if you're within the first, if you're five years from retirement or you are in the first five years of your retirement. So if you're in that 10-year period, that decade, we consider it to be the, the single most important decade of your entire financial life. And so we, I want to talk with you about why it is so important to protect your principle during that time. And I'm going to illustrate it for you and hopefully educate you and, and bring you over to the the, the the good side. Don't want you to be on the dark side anymore. So, you know what, Jack? Most shows would actually stop right there. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. Oh, don't you dare, because do we stop right there? No, we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before, and therefore, at about 10 till, we are going to answer the question that has been keeping you awake at night. You have been taking sleeping pills because you've got to get over this question that is stressing you out so much, and that is, what is the difference between tenants in common and joint, uh, joint tenants with rights of survivorship? Yes, I know you've been sleepless at night wondering what's the difference between those. I'm going to tell you what it is, and I'm going to help you to have a good night's sleep. So you'll want to stay tuned for the difference between those two. So we have a great show lined up for you. I'm sure you're going to stay for the entire show. Uh, but before we get started, i got to uh, give you a quick uh, uh, thing about our, our dog. We have a, a dog. Uh, she's now going to be four years old. It's crazy. Uh, her name is Noodle. And uh, she is a poodle and a schnauzer mix, which is called a schnoodle. So she's poodle. I'm sorry. She's 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 noodle, the the schnoodle. Now the thing about noodle that's great is that she is an awesome housekeeper. Now you wouldn't think a dog would be a great housekeeper, but the other day, I went I went out to go to the kitchen, and we have a little step that goes down into the kitchen, and our cat had thrown up all over the stair. And it was like, I looked at that, and, and I got I to gotta confess, the cats are my wives, and so therefore, if they make a mess, I, don't, I, don't, I just walk right by it. <laughs> so, so I went to the kitchen, I made my coffee. I know, I'm a terrible husband. And so then I, I'm, I'm going back, and about an hour later, uh, Faye comes up and she goes, thank you for cleaning up the, uh, the cat vomit. And I said, I didn't do that. And she goes, well, if you didn't do it, I didn't do it, who did? And then we both looked at, 
noodle. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I know, everybody's cringing. Hey, she's a great housekeeper. What can I tell you? Anyway, let's talk about the Federal Reserve. <laughs> I love my dog. Uh, Let's talk about the Federal Reserve and one of the biggest risks in our view, you know, of course, China, of course, Russia, of course, all these things. But the, the, if that were to happen, what we always look at is how does it affect our economy? And that is going to, in turn, we feel, affect the stock market. And so an invasion of Ukraine would be disruptive and it would get everybody's attention, all of that. But does that actually affect your ability to go out to the movies, to, to buy clothing, to do what we do in this country? Not, probably not very much. So yes, it would be an event that would get everybody excited, but it would be short-lived in our view because it doesn't affect our economy directly, uh, like maybe if a, <laughs> they invaded the United States. That would be different. So what is the biggest threat in our view to the recovery and to the stock market? And that is what we feel is always the biggest threat, and that is the Federal Reserve. Oh, I'm so scared. And you should be because, you know, the Federal Reserve, many historians look at the Great Depression and they think that that was a, that was a policy mistake. The Federal Reserve raised interest rates because they wanted during the, 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 this economic slump because they thought that if interest rates were higher, people would have more interest on their money and they'd go spend more. Well, what happened was they shut down the economy and basically we had the Great Depression. So they were wrong. That was a policy mistake. And 2008 was the result, we believe, of a policy mistake. They made real estate so cheap. They made interest rates so low that people leveraged themselves up to the hilt, and we had 2008. So there are multiple examples of the Fed and the policy mistakes. So in this, where we are right now is that they decided that inflation was going to be temporary, that it was tra transitory. And because of that, they felt that we're gonna, we would rather let inflation heat up too much but let the economy heal and not get in the way of that. Then we want to start dealing with inflation in advance, and then the economy doesn't get there. Well, the economy seems to be improving now, but guess what? Inflation is out of control, and the Fed now is having to scramble to get back to get ahead of that. And so now, you know, they're, they're, I, I watch all the talking heads, of course, that's kind of like my job. And it is all over the map of how panicked people are about how many times the Fed's going to raise interest rates and if they do it too fast, too slow, this and that. The key thing here is if they raise interest rates too quickly, the system is not ready to take that. And when you have it's called the law of unintended consequence. And what you could have is that the Fed could actually break something. And when the Fed breaks something, it's in the economy, and the uh, effects of that are very, very bad uh, in, in, in historical terms. So that's what could happen. Do we think it, it will? Time will tell. The important thing is that if you are over 50, if you are retired or if you are retiring soon, the impact of a big market decline, of a recession induced by the Fed, could be dramatic. And do you have a strategy to protect yourself if that happens? Now, because we work with people who are in that decade I was just talking about, our primary goal is to make sure that they have the income they want to support the lifestyle that you want during your retirement. And the way to do that, in our view, is to protect the, the, the principle that you have that's going to generate that income. And if you take a massive loss because the Fed screws up, guess what that could cost? That could cause you to not be able to retire if we see a 50% drop in the market or, or in your investments. 
we, you could, if you are retired and your investments are going down and you're taking money out to live on, farmers call that eating your seed corn. Do you want to be doing that? So having a strategy to protect yourself from the downside, we feel, is very, very important. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. If you are over 50. So if you're over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, here's what I want you to do. Go to our website. It's rpoa.com. When you're there, you can. we have videos and articles uh, regarding our strategy. We have the ability for you to sign up for seminars. We have uh, virtual seminars that you can attend on retirement planning, on Social Security, or even better. Click on Meet with an Advisor, visit with one of our retirement planners, and we'll help you to build your retirement plan at no charge or obligation. So all of that is available to you. We can't help you if you don't let us help you. So go to the website. It's rpoa.com, and avail yourself of all of those resources. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the seven IRA mistakes to avoid. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. Why, thank you, Jack, and I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America, and uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, so we work with people who are within five years of retirement or who are already retired, and if that's you, then this show is designed for you. And if you are in that demographic, then guess what? You are about to embark on your second childhood without parental supervision. And that's what we call your retirement. And uh, we want you to go play. We want you to have fun. We want you to enjoy. You've worked hard for it. It's, it's your time. And so we want to help facilitate that. Our firm is Retirement Planners of America. And uh, so all we, everything we do is geared around two goals. One, we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And if we accomplish that, then we feel like we've done a good thing. Now, this week we're going to talk. This in this segment, I want to talk with you about seven IRA mistakes to avoid. Now you know the other shows. I, I've listened to the other shows. They'll give you three, you know, maybe even four if they really stretch. But we we're going to give you seven now because that's who we are. We go the full Monty. I tell you. So, Sorry about this. I know it's a bit silly. It's very silly, Hal. All right, so let's talk about these. The, the, and by the way, this is not, as the lawyers would say, this is not a, a fully a total list. There are potentially other things as well. But these are the seven that we think you should avoid for sure. Okay, so let's start off with number one. Number one is not taking advantage of the increased contribution limits. Now, in 2022, the limits have gone up to 6000 per person. That's awesome. And then, so making sure that you, uh, that you increase the amount you're putting in. So if you're putting in it a monthly, on a monthly basis, now you can put in 500 bucks a month. Last year, you could only put in 400 and something a month if you wanted to do it. So it's gone up quite a bit. Number two <clears throat> is forgetting that a non-working spouse can make IRA contributions. So if, if you're working, but your spouse is not, your spouse can make an IRA contribution up to that $6,000 as well. So even if they're not working. So take full advantage of that. So com combined, you guys could do 12,000. Now, the other thing that's kind of wrapped in this is that if you're over 50, they have what's called a catch-up provision, which means that they, they, uh, they actually, you can put more in. And that is an extra thousand, which means that you can, but you're 6,000, but if you're over 50, there's another 1,000 you could put in, and then with your spouse, that would be 2,000. So between the two of you, you could put in $14,000 into your IRA. 
Cool. And if you can, you should. Okay? Number three, paying unnecessary penalties on withdrawals of the money. Okay? If you're under 59 and a half, taking money out of your IRAs, is gonna, you're going to be charged a 10% penalty in addition to the tax on the money you took out if it's, if it's a taxable IRA. That's not good. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Now, once you get over 59 and a half, there, there, you can take it out. There are ways of drawing money from IRAs without paying penalties under 59 and a half. So there are some exceptions to all of that. But the general rule we, suggest, we recommend is don't touch it. This is your retirement money. Let it, let it sit there and grow for you, hopefully, over, over the years. Number four, not listing your beneficiaries on your IRA correctly. This is one I see often. You know, you should review your beneficiary designations on all your stuff, your, your life insurance, your IRAs, your 401ks, all of that. Review that at least once every three years, if not more frequently. Number five, placing beneficiaries of your IRA in a trust. You know, naming, your, naming your ben, the beneficiary of your IRA as being a trust, if it's not done properly, is a really taxable event. Okay? In other words, you've named a trust as a beneficiary and all the taxes come due before they, when they inherit that from you. It's not what you want. So do it properly. Talk to somebody about if you want to have the beneficiary of your IRA be a trust. Number six, not doing a Roth IRA. So there are two kinds of IRAs. There's, there's the traditional IRA where you put money in and it's deductible to you and it grows without being taxed. And then when you take it out, it's taxable to you at that time. So you get a tax benefit on the front end and you pay the tax on the back end. The Roth IRA is kind of the reverse to that, which means that you have paid your taxes up front on the money you're depositing. It grows tax-free, but then it comes out tax-free when you take it out later. So that may be a better option for you than the traditional version. So make, you know, making the decision as to which one of those is a mistake that people can make. And number seven, taking the wrong minimum distributions after you turn 72. So one of the things uh, that uh, they require you to do, and we've talked about this uh, and the rules around it, but generally what happens is that once you turn 72, they have what are called required minimum distributions. Essentially what the uh, IRS, <laughs> just checking to see if you're paying attention there, Jack. <laughs> the IRS, uh, they, they, they have what I call a draconian penalty if you don't satisfy your required minimum distributions. So the required minimum distributions, they, it's a formula, and they, they want you to take money out of your IRA to essentially drain the tub by the time you die, and now they've collected all of their taxes from you because as you take it out, it's taxable to you. So if you don't take out your required minimum distributions, then the penalty is 50% of that which you should have taken out. So if you should have taken out $5,000 and you didn't, the penalty is $2,500. And then when you take the money out to pay the $2,500 penalty, guess what? You're going to pay taxes on that too. <laughs> so that's why we call it draconian because depending on your tax bracket, if you got a 50% penalty plus another, let's call it 20% tax, you're up to 70% of your distribution went to the uh, – tax collector, and that's not a good thing. So those are the seven major IRA mistakes that we see that you should avoid at all costs if possible. Um, now, let me tell you that if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then I want you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And when you're there, 
you can sign up to attend our seminars. We have seminars on retirement planning that basically we try to take you through the entire journey of retirement planning, decisions on Social Security, decisions on saving on income taxes, whether you can retire or not. Do you have enough money? We'll show you that. We'll, we'll talk about our hurdle rate. What kind of risk should you take with your investments? We'll talk about uh, Social Security, the decisions. Should you take it when you're 62, when you're 66, when you're 70? So much stuff that is all kind of, we, we want to clarify it, lay it all out for you, and help you to make good decisions there. So our, our website is rpoa.com. I encourage you to go and, uh, and uh, sign up for the seminar and, and learn about that. Now, if you want to bypass uh, all of that and you want to go directly to the source, you can also click on meet with an advisor. And if you do that, then what we'll do is we'll schedule a time to visit with you, either in person or virtually. We'll build a retirement plan together. If you like it, great. If not, that's fine too. Okay. So either way, there's no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. It absolutely is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. So take advantage of all of the above. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about strategies to maximize your Social Security benefits. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. But we are back. I am the host. I am Ken Morayf, and I am uh, the senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. Wow! Wow is right. And we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. And if that is you, this show is designed for you. You are in the right place. Our website is designed for you. RPOA.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. If you go there, you can podcast a show. You can subscribe to it, have it delivered to your device. Wow, modern technology. Isn't it wonderful? And not only that, but you can sign up for seminars. You can watch videos, read articles. We have so much stuff for you on our website, rpoa.com. So go there and enjoy. Now, this is the segment of the show every week where we talk about Social Security, and we talk about strategies to maximize Social Security. Now, the, inter the interesting thing about Social Security, since we're like in the middle of the Olympics right now, is you know what I've always said is that if there was an, a gold medal if there was an Olympics for complexity, Social Security would win the gold medal every time. Those guys are incredibly capable of creating complexity. It's like I think they sit down and have meetings and go, how can we make this more complicated than it already is? And they have an award for the best complicator of all. So what we endeavor to do is kind of cut through all that and help you out. So send me your questions. It's at ken at rpoa.com is my email address. And if you send me your questions, I will endeavor to answer them for you. So first question, um, I plan to continue working and delay my social security retirement benefit until I'm 70 so I can earn the, ma I can get the maximum benefit. She says that she will be covered under her employer's health care plan because this company is, is a larger company and therefore will not be required to sign up for Medicare Part B until she's 65. She says, however, I'm wondering if I shouldn't go ahead and sign up for Part A at age 65 since there's no cost to me. Is there ever a time in this scenario when it wouldn't make sense to go ahead and sign up for Medicare Part A you know, even though I'm on my company's plan. Well, the only time that it would not make sense to enroll in Part A is if your employer is contributing to a health savings account for you. Okay, so if it's called an HSA. So if you're if you have HSA contributions have to stop the moment you enroll in Medicare. Okay, now otherwise Part A will probably provide more hospitalization benefit than you're getting from your employer. Okay, so that's the one area you want to look at is if you have a, an HSA. 
Okay, so next question is, uh, let me see over here. I am uh, 62, and I assume that the earnings test, which is a maximum of earning of uh, $19,560 this year, applies for the full calendar year, even if my reduced retirement benefits do not start until the mid of the year. Is that right? So basically what this person's asking is if you make more than 19560 they start reducing your Social Security benefits by $1 for every $2 that you uh, uh, are over that $19,560. But the question is, I'm 62, I'm getting a reduced benefit already, and I start in mid-year. So what happens there? So here's what happens. They would, they would reduce your benefits under what's called the first year rule. So if you have no further earnings after applying for the benefits, the earnings before the date of the application will not count. If, they, if you continue to work after applying for the benefits, then they will subject your, you to that monthly earnings test, which means that if you earn more than $1,630 in any given month, they will reduce for that month your Social Security benefits. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Did that win the gold medal for complexity? Yes or no? I'm telling you, Social Security is the best. These people are amazing. Now, that is why we think it's a really bad idea for you to decide to do this by yourself. Talk to a professional. Talk to somebody that can help you. And uh, we have that. Our, our retirement planners, we certify them once a year on their Social Security knowledge. We make them have a, take a test. And we, we want them to be absolutely up to speed on all the rules and, and regulations and everything else so that we can help you to make the decisions. How, when you take Social Security can have... A, a major impact on your future from the standpoint of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars you could leave on the table if you make the wrong decision or if you do it incorrectly. I, Shazam is right, Gomer. So what I encourage you to do is go to our website, rpoa.com, and while you're there, uh, you can we have uh, all kinds of information on Social Security, or if you'd like, you could visit with one of our retirement planners. They'll walk you through when, how, on, on Social Security. But if you're going to do that, we don't want to just look at your Social Security benefits in a vacuum because your entire picture affects how and when you should take Social Security. So we want to we want to build an entire retirement plan for you that Social Security is part of. And if we can do that for you, we'll do it at no charge or obligation. So the way you do this is you go to our website, rpoa.com, click on Meet with an Advisor, and uh, we'll and we'll help you. And if and if you like what you see, fantastic. And if not, that's fine too. Okay. So either way, we will part friends. So I don't know how to say I thank you except I thank you. Well, Frankie, you are welcome. So our website is rpoa.com. All right, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about why it is so important to protect your principal. I can't believe I have to sell people on this, but I'm going to hopefully convince you of why that's so important. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morave. Uh, we want to talk with you about, uh, uh, well, before we go a step further, let me uh, introduce myself in case you don't know me. I am Ken Morave, the host, and I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with people who are primarily within the first five years of their retirement or they are within five years of retirement. So if you're retired or retiring soon, then uh, we're here to help you. This show is designed to help you to get to the goals you have. And as you know, we call your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. I love it. 
I do. So what does that mean to you? Now, you know, you may remember when, if, you know, when you were a little kid and you were laying on the grass and you're looking at the clouds and your best friend is next to you and you're kind of saying, is that a bear or is that a pig or whatever? Were you worrying about the stock market? Were you worrying about inflation or interest rates or whether Putin's going to invade Ukraine or whatever? No, you didn't care about any of that. Why? Because you had a financial plan that you had a lot of trust in and you thought would take care of you. And you know what it was? Your parents. <laughs> well, now that you are uh, of a certain age, shall we say, um, we want you to have that same financial peace of mind. We want you to enjoy that second childhood. And so we believe that having a properly structured retirement plan that includes diversification, that includes all the strategies that go with taxes and insurance and all that stuff is, is extremely important. But there's a component that I think makes us different, and that is that we don't believe in buy and hold. We believe that you should also sell. And our strategy is called invest and protect. And so we are either in investment mode or we are in protection mode. And as you guys know, in November of 2007, our strategy said to go into protection mode. It said to sell, and we did. And we stayed out. We told our clients and those of you listening to this show to stay out for all of 2008 during the crash. The S&P went down uh, 57%, I believe, during that time. That is a big hit to take. Our strategy helped to protect against that. And last, uh, in, in 2020, I, I wanted to say last year, but it's not last year anymore. In 2020, our strategy said to get out of the stock market uh, the day before the pandemic was officially announced. And so those of you that followed our advice then didn't participate in the big drop that came after that. So our strategy is designed to do that. But the question you may ask is, well, why? Why would you want to do that? Well, You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. <laughs> I am, Duke. So I'm going to go over with you why it is so important in our view to protect your principal. So as you guys know, my favorite number is $1 million. Okay, so we're going to go with a $1 million. And let's say that you decide to do what we recommend is the, the uh, rule of 4%, which is you're going to take 4% of your money out. And if you have a $1 million, then 4% would be $40,000. So you decide that with Social Security and that $40,000, you are in good shape. You're going to enjoy your second childhood. Now, let's say that we have a situation like what happened in 2008, and you're invested you know, heavily in stocks, and your, your portfolio goes down by, let's call it 50%. So now your million dollars is worth $500,000. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> okay, so now you've got five hundred. You've got five hundred thousand dollars. Now, first of all, imagine the stress of that. Okay, you're retired, and your million dollars is now five hundred thousand, and that all happened in just a few short months. Let's let's just start with peace of mind. Do you have that right now? No, I don't think you do. Step two in the in the process here is now you're taking out forty thousand dollars. Right, that was the four percent of the million, but now that forty thousand is not four percent of your money anymore. It's now 8% of your money. So what do your investments now need to do to, to, to compensate for the fact that you have half as much? Your investments now need to earn 8% to support the lifestyle that you wanted to have. Now, that's a tall order, especially in the middle of a big, bad bear market where things are falling like a stone. That's a very difficult thing to do. But if you continue to take that $40,000 out and your investments are not making the 8%, then you're draining the tub faster than it's filling. You may actually do what farmers call eating your seed corn, which means that, you, you know, and, and everybody tells you or many people say that you should buy and hold because, you know, the market always comes back. Growth will come back. Don't worry about it. Well, that's fine, except there's an expression that says, you know, that, that uh, the, the market may continue to go down longer than you can continue to stay solvent. 
And if that were to happen, then what farmers call that is eating your seed corn. And yes, growth season may come, but if you've eaten all your seed corn, then you have nothing left to plant when growth season comes. And that could be a situation where you could run out of money. And as I said before, our goal is for your money to last as long as you do. And if you run out of money, that's contrary to that goal. <laughs> Just saying. And we don't want that to happen to you. So our strategy is called invest and protect. Now, the, the critique, if you will, of, of our strategy is that you won't make as much money if, as you could have if the strategy is wrong. And, you know, our strategy uh, did call the 2008 uh, 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 bear market. It called the one in 2020 as well. But then it also, in 2015, said we were going to have a bear market that we didn't, and it did the same thing in 2018. So our strategy is not perfect. It, 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 it will call a bear market that doesn't happen. But you know what? My view of that is if I take shelter, if there's a tornado siren going off, and I take shelter because the siren is going off, and then the tornado doesn't hit me, and I, should, and I wasted time being in a tornado shelter, that's okay. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about ignoring the tornado warning and staying out there and the tornado flattens me. And then what do I do now? So in our view, it's better safe than sorry. So yes, you, you potentially will not have as great of a return as you could have had using our strategy. But you know, the people we work with are, are more interested in protecting what they have than trying to get high returns on their money. They want their money to last as long as, 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 as you do. And, and if that resonates with you, if you're then I think you should go to our website and learn more about us. Our website is rpoa.com. And uh, when you're there, you can see videos and articles on our strategy. You can also uh, attend seminars. You can visit with one of our retirement planners. Uh, you can podcast the show. In fact, I encourage you to subscribe to the show and have it downloaded to the, uh, your device so you can listen to it at your convenience. Um, we have a seminar coming up this week that I'd like for you to attend if you're over 50 that talks about uh, when and how to take Social Security. It talks about how to reduce your income taxes if you're over 50. It talks about uh, how to determine if, you're, if you can retire, if you have enough money to. It talks about how to uh, decide how much risk is appropriate for you. We call that the, uh, your hurdle rate. We also talk about how to look at your cash flow. We, one of the most important things we think that you should measure is your cash flow during your retirement. We always say happiness is a positive cash flow. Fascinating. And we think we want you to be happy. <laughs> so go to our website. It's rpoa.com and avail yourself of all of those resources. So it's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to answer what is the difference between tenants in common and joint tenants with the right of survivorship. You will impress your friends at cocktail parties. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are wallowing in champagne. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And, of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am Senior Retirement Planner and Founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with the people who are the most wonderful people in the entire universe. That's people who are over 50, retired, or retiring soon. To infinity and beyond. And Buzz is right. And if that's you, ladies and gentlemen, then you are in the right place. You've chosen the right show to listen to because everything we talk about on the show, these are the very same ideas 
that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And so if you're over 50 and you are retired or you're retiring soon, then we want to help you to achieve the retirement goals you have. And our website is rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can uh, listen to this show. You can podcast it, as a matter of fact, subscribe to it. Uh, you can uh, watch videos. Uh, you can attend seminars. You can read articles, all kinds of good stuff. This is the segment of the show where we talk about estate planning. And estate planning is the art and I do say art, not the science, it's the art of passing on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And uh, so this week, I want to talk with you about what is the difference between tenants in common and joint tenants with rights of survivorship. So tenants in common is called TIC, we call it TIC, and joint tenants with right of survivorship is JITROS. So what's the difference between TIC and JITROS? And, and you, you should know this because a lot of times it, it, it's estate it's planning. And a lot of times what I see is that people have accounts and the default setting did their estate planning for them. They just clicked on a button or the person told them this is, you know, it's tenants in common because that's the default setting. And you may not want that and it could create problems for your heirs. So we're going to talk about that. But first, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you care. And though my pocket may be empty. I'd be a millionaire. And, of course, that is Tony Bennett with Rags to Riches. And you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff. It's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags. And we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. So... One of the issues, the, 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 the things that happens is that when you open your account, a lot of times, especially if you're working with a company that is uh, you know, out of Wall Street, tenants in common tends to be the default setting. And you may not realize it, and you open up your account, and it's set up as tenants in common. So let me explain what that means. It's T-I-C, tick. So if your account is set up as tick, what it means is, is that upon your death, the account is frozen. And it's frozen until your estate has gone through probate. Once it's gone through probate, then the account is unfrozen. What that means is that your spouse has no access to that money until that process is completed. Now, you may say, well, why the heck would I want that? I want my spouse to have access to the money immediately. Well, the reason why is, let's say you're a Brady Bunch family, and you want to be sure that your stuff goes to your kids, not to your spouse's kids. Or you have situations in your family where you want it to go through the probate process to make sure it's distributed according to your wishes, and it doesn't all get jumbled up and messed up. So that would be a reason for that. You want How very interesting. <laughs> you want it to be you want it to stop and everybody takes a breath and reads your will and makes sure that they understand what you wanted. Now, joint tenants with rights of survivorship, which is JITROS, is where your spouse can take over the account upon your death immediately. There is no waiting, there's no nothing. It goes directly to your spouse. So now your spouse has complete control over the money and he or she can do whatever they want. Now, why is that better? Well, I don't need to explain that one. I think you understand. But if you don't want everything to go to your spouse or if you want a certain child to get a special treatment or whatever it may be, then TIC may be better. So which one is best for you? I don't know. 
But the only way I could know is if we got to meet. <laughs> so now, by the way, we are not attorneys. Our firm, uh, we are, we're, we're, we're retirement planners. Um, so we don't draft documents. We don't do all that kind of stuff. But certainly we can walk through the, 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 uh, the questions that you should ask when it comes to your estate planning. And, you know, I've seen situations where somebody comes in and the money is they have their money in IRAs and they have money in a tenants in common account. And one of the spouses is passed and the surviving spouse now has to either take money out of the IRA, which is taxable to them and they don't want to do that, or they have to wait on the money that's locked up because it was tenants in common and they're between a rock and a hard place. And obviously the decision there is you got to take the money out of the IRA because if the other money's locked and you need it, then you got to take it. And now potentially there are penalties and taxes. So that that little box on the application when you open your account that says is this going to be tenants in common or joint tenants with right of survivorship don't take that little box lightly it's an important box now if you are over 50 if you are retired or retiring soon then here's what i want you to do go to our website rpoa.com and when you're there, you can sign up to attend our seminars. Uh, we have a seminar now on retirement planning where we take you through decision-making on Social Security. We, we, we walk you through income tax questions. We look at uh, Medicare. We look at uh, how much risk should you take with your retirement plan. We also talk about how to determine if you are even able to retire. Do you have enough money to retire on? That's an important question, isn't it? What to do with your 401k? How to diversify your portfolio? And guess what? We'll answer the burning question, what is the single best investment choice to use to fight inflation with? An important thing to know right now. And that's, of course, in our view. So we have a lot of information in the seminar. I encourage you to go there. It's designed for those of you who are over 50, who are retired, or who are retiring soon. And oh, dear. That's too wonderful to be true. Uh, Dorothy, it is not too wonderful to be true. You know why? Because it is true. So go to the website. It's rpoa.com. It's all at no charge. And, of course, it's only for those of you who are over 50. Sorry. If you're 49 and a half, you can't attend. I'm kidding. Anyway, so rpoa.com is the website. Now, you know what? I cannot believe, Jack. This has been a great show. I want to, I want to wish everybody a very happy Valentine's Day. Um, I hope you and yours are going to have a very romantic time. And uh, um, I wish you all a very happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Sound defense or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morave or MMWKM Advisors LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. <laughs>